Chapter 9. Other Cryptos and DeFi. Since Satoshi Nakamoto invented the blockchain and Bitcoin, not only has the principle of internet money taken off, but whole new technological innovations have been based on the idea of this blockchain. Some of these blockchains work on the same proof-of-work principle, but some work on the less ideal proof-of-stake principle. But most have the idea of being somewhat decentralised. In this chapter, I want to talk broadly about the crypto ecosystem and two other coins I feel are worth talking about. Such is the nature of cryptos that this section will probably date the quickest, and in a few months I'd want to talk about more or different coins in different ways. But for now, let's focus on two coins. In the last chapter, we talked about some of the limitations of the first blockchain that was used for Bitcoin. Bitcoin was never originally invented to do everything. It was almost invented as a novelty. And the Bitcoin blockchain does have flaws. It's not as private as it could be. Its blockchain is open to anybody to see transactions and work out which money was sent where. The Bitcoin blockchain was also the first blockchain and so wasn't programmed to do more than the basics. This makes it very simple to understand and use but also limits its universal use. But here's the good thing. The Bitcoin blockchain can be updated and more layers can be added to the blockchain. We've seen this with the Lightning Network and recently with Taproot. But these are still quite new inventions for Bitcoin and this is where other coins have tried to take some of Bitcoin's shine. So I want to talk about two other coins. These are amongst the first batch of cryptos to offer something genuinely new that complements Bitcoin's perfections. The first is called Ethereum, the second most famous. The Ethereum blockchain allows for smart contracts. The Ethereum blockchain gets its nodes not just to process information, but to execute transactions. So, if certain conditions are met, the smart contract can automatically process itself. Many other coins use the Ethereum blockchain, including the native one, Ether. Yet, there are problems with Ethereum, and I'm not going to go into them all now, but it tends to be over-centralized, uses proof of stake rather than proof of work, and it's very slow at what it does. Meanwhile, the taproot innovation in the Bitcoin blockchain we talked about earlier could take much of the shine off Ethereum if taproot is allowed and is developed to enable smart contracts, meaning Bitcoin would be able to be used for all. Ethereum was really the first other coin that offered something new, which is why it started to grow. 
In theory, Ethereum could be used for all sorts of decentralized finance, which allows ordinary people to use some very complicated financial instruments that they would struggle to use using the traditional system. DeFi is nowhere near where it needs to be. It's a long way off from making genuine strides in the world of finance, but the promise is there. It just seems likely to me it won't come on the Ethereum blockchain. DeFi at the moment has got lots of fraud, most famously in all the coins that are effectively worthless and yet valued at millions and sometimes billions. We're still in the early days of true decentralized financing. Decentralized finance will happen all around the world and will outcompete traditional systems, allowing the best financial services for everybody on earth with access to credit and outside investment and investment from across the world. DeFi or decentralized finance at the moment mostly uses the Ethereum blockchain to take advantage of its smart contract features. This basically means anything can be done through the writing of these contracts. If you want to buy stock at a certain price, then that will be easy. But even more complex contracts and whole supply chains with suppliers, businesses and outside investors could be easy to do on a smart contract. It allows for money to be sent easily and quicker without the need for a middleman. DeFi is growing quickly, but perhaps it's still a long way off from truly taking over the world. But gradually, as more and more contracts join the blockchain, and as Taproot allows for Bitcoin to have programmable contracts, the money will start pouring in, and the decentralized nature of financing will start to have financial advantages over centralized banking. What are the other coin? Monero. Monero is actually very similar to Bitcoin, but it is the only crypto which can currently outcompete Bitcoin at what Bitcoin already does. Monero's payments are already quicker, and this is the catch its transactions are completely private. Unlike the Bitcoin blockchain, which has an open blockchain, meaning you can follow transactions, Monero is completely private. It's like perfect digital silver. Monero has very similar mining and supply and demand limits to Bitcoin. And if you're looking for a store of private, untouchable wealth, Monero's privacy is far superior to Bitcoin, with its famed five rings of encryption in its blockchain meaning it is impossible to trace transactions. And so that means Monero, in some ways, is already starting to displace Bitcoin in Bitcoin's first realm. Bitcoin was first used, really, as a medium of exchange on the Silk Road Darknet marketplace. However, Bitcoin's open blockchain meant anybody can read any transaction and results, in theory and in practice, in hackers and law enforcement being able to piece together transactions. For many wealthy and or private people, 
This is not ideal. Anybody can see, in theory, if they've got enough background information, all your deals and all your transactions and where you have sent and received money from. What people thought Bitcoin was isn't quite what it is today. Today, Bitcoin's use as a medium of exchange has diminished, especially on the darknet, and it is used much more as a store of value. But Monero is slowly taking Bitcoin's first course of growth in its use of private transactions. This will make Monero grow and grow just as Bitcoin did before. Monero too is starting to be used as a store of private hard money. Monero has some very similar deflationary effects to Bitcoin. And like Bitcoin, as more people buy into it, it will continue to go up in value. Bitcoin's value one day might be so big that only banks, governments, large corporations and truly wealthy individuals can own it. Monero will be the next step below Bitcoin, very much how silver was used by far more people day to day than gold. The need for a quicker and more private digital silver does add much to the crypto space. And unlike much in the crypto space, Monero sees more use than speculation. All cryptos are subject to competition, and Monero is the first to start dislodging Bitcoin as a medium of exchange by outcompeting it on technological grounds. The crypto world will continue to throw a few curveballs in. Sudden increases and decreases in price are the most obvious and constant source of intrigue. But to me, these are misnomers. Value is relative, but the coins remain the same. I don't really care about the weekly swings of Bitcoin or Monero. I care about how much Bitcoin or Monero I have. Wealthier people will realise what many others have discovered about how good these digital currencies are becoming at doing a variety of things. They will not learn it through propaganda or being told it. They will learn by finding out for themselves. There are so many coins out there that you have to do your own research. Most coins aren't scams, but they overpromise and underdeliver. Most coins have absolutely no real world use case. This is problematic. They might do in the future. If you're lucky, the coin you've got may very well be worth something in a few years' time. But there's no guarantee of it. Even Ethereum looks more like a startup company than a genuine hard piece of money. For me, only Bitcoin and Monero are worth what they're actually worth, and in some ways are quite undervalued. Ethereum, Doge, whatever you've got is fun to play with, but it may very well lose its value. In my mind, the crypto landscape is not really a landscape, it's a Bitcoin landscape with a bit of Monero and many other coins that promise but under deliver. Regulation, competition, wars, economic collapses and even pandemics will all have an impact 
on the value of Bitcoin and DeFi, but they are becoming part of the economy. Just remember to think carefully and research your coins. If it doesn't look like they're worth anything and they don't do anything, then they only have novelty and meme value for the time being. That is not good investment. So, thank you for listening to this episode. If you liked it, feel free to give a star rating or leave a comment. Perhaps you want to explore my other podcast called 100 Greatest Inventions. In the next episode, we will finally reach the conclusion of this little audiobook. I do plan to carry on doing this podcast, talking about other things that will happen in the monetary revolution. So keep subscribed to the feed and you will continue to be updated with news of the monetary revolution. (laughs) 